Before we get into this week's episode of Sports with a Z and a T, we want to give love to our friends over at Tech East Fire and Water Restoration. Your best way back to normal this summer, TEFirewater.com. It's all year long. If you've got water damage, mold damage, fire damage to your home, and you're not quite sure who to call, who to reach out to, head over to Central Ave, Tech East Fire and Water Restoration. If you've got questions about what's going on at your home right now, stop in and talk to the experts at Tech East Fire and Water Restoration. Mike Corda and his team continue to do a great job here in the Capital Region. How about Mike Corda, part of the championship owners for the Albany Empire, and they also help the Godzilla Media Shows hit the road this summer. We are happy to announce that LeVac and Goss will be broadcasting live from Hooters on Wolf Road Friday, August 27th from 5 to 7. And our guys Taylor and Bryce, you might have heard of talking about it last week. They're a part of the Godzilla Media Fantasy Football League. So if you have some fantasy football questions, go back and listen to some of their past episodes too. As we prep for a live show, and I'm sure you'll see more of your favorite Godzilla Media personalities there live Friday, August 27th, 5 to 7. Thanks to Techies Fire and Water Restoration live from Hooters on Wolf Road. Now, on to this week's episode of Sports with a Z and a T. This is another episode of Sports with a Z and a T. It's funny that we got that as we went live. Uh, my name is Bryce Alinsky alongside, as you heard, Taylor Lattimore for hopefully a shorter episode of Sports with a Z and a T. We obviously had the two-hour episode that you can still catch on Spotify. It's still very relevant as you get ready for your fantasy football drafts. Um, that is a two-part episode that we recorded last week, and you can find that on Spotify, Apple, and or YouTube. And then probably the next couple weeks or so, we're going to be doing our college football breakdown, our full NFL season preview. So this week is going to be quick and short and to the point. Um, really not much going on anyway, so this is a good time to do that, knowing that for the very foreseeable future, our episodes are going to be longer because football season is upon us. And of course, we do appreciate you listening, watching, and supporting us here on sports with the Z and a T. And we just want to give a shout out to our newest sponsor, as you've heard the past couple episodes, and that is Johnstone Supply in Troy. If you're looking to upgrade your heating, ventilation, air conditioning, or more in your home, Johnstone Supply in Troy is your place. This month of August, they are offering up their Fujitsu ductless splits, and they're talking about an energy saving ultra temp model for your home. Also, this summer, they are carrying the new J Series VRF systems, and those systems will be more efficient and flexible. Really, for any setup you have in your home right now, plus in stock, they have for you the Westinghouse made by Fujitsu for the more basic, cost-efficient option. And you might want to write this number down. Uh, for more information, you can call them today at 518-272-5922 or go ahead and visit them down in Troy on 6th Ave. And that's not too far away from a pretty popular barbecue restaurant that I tend to enjoy. I could really go for some barbecue right now. So if you enjoy this podcast, and we know you do, you keep coming back and you keep listening to us. So um, if you enjoy us and Godzilla Media and all the other podcasts that it provides, make sure to find out more about our partners with Johnstone Supply down in Troy. One more time with that number to connect. It is 518-272-5922, Johnstone Supply in Troy. Call today or stop in and even say hello to the guys, Tom, James, Kevin, or Rob. And tell them you heard about John Stone from us here on Sports with the Z and a T podcast from Godzilla Media. We had NFL football, Taylor, for the first time in oh so long, and the games were 
brutal. Um, <laughs> but that is preseason football. And keep in mind that it's a condensed preseason now with the added extra regular season game. You only have three preseason games. So there's more stock going into each preseason game. Mainly, I mean, a lot of the competitions I feel like will be what we saw this week and then the second week. And then you're going to kind of see that third preseason game act like that fourth preseason game where some of the back end of the rosters, those type of players will be out there for the entire game battling for those final roster spots um, with no starters out there. But with that being said, we did have some pretty good moments and some pretty good observations to take away from week one. And I, I guess I'll <laughs> let you have first crack at it. When you look back at, you know, whether it be the rookie quarterbacks that showed up, uh, you know, some surprise performances from some players, whether it be, you know, somebody that you knew or somebody that has been sliding under the radar a bit, what was one of the more pressing things that you took away from week one in the NFL preseason? Well, I'll be honest. I, I don't, you know, watch every moment of every game of preseason no, if, football. If you do that, you're sick and twisted. Yeah. But you know the headlines. <laughs> psychopath. Um, but yeah, I, I guess uh, what draw, drew my attention the most um, was the rookie quarterbacks and kind of seeing sure. how they're they're playing out. Even even not so much rookies as guys like Jordan Love got some play for the Packers, um, and obviously I think the headline kind of got stolen by Justin Fields. Everyone was everyone's pretty big on him, especially I've seen people like really hyped. I think you tweeted out um, something about how he like it was a highlight of him, and you were like. Settle down. It's preseason, which <laughs> obviously you, you definitely that is a point to be made. Um, but regardless, he does look good. Um, I don't think it bodes well for Andy Dalton uh, being the starter in Chicago for too long. I think Justin Fields has definitely cemented the fact that he will be taking over that job sometime in the regular season sooner rather than later, possibly. Um, but yeah, I, I think he played well and he she showed out his legs. Um, which again, if we're going back to kind of what we talked about last week, you know, fantasy wise, he's a guy, you know, you might want to stash on your bench. He starts playing and, you know, getting in the end zone with his feet. That's, that's significant, especially from a fantasy standpoint. But in general, I think it, he, he stood out to me as an early takeaway from these preseason games. Yeah. When you look at what fields did with Chicago and obviously, you know, you could go to the comments about, him saying it was actually, you know, he was oh, yeah, asked yeah. at that's, his press conference. Said. Yep. At his press conference about uh <clears throat> it being slow to him, the game seemed slow. Yeah, that's because the defense was so vanilla that there's more complex college defensive schemes than what you saw in week one. Um he looked like Justin Fields, though, like you said in his preseason debut, which is I mean mostly a good thing. However, that's a lot of holding the ball forever because he's trying to extend that play, which can backfire. We've seen that with quarterbacks. And even though it led to positive gains, like it did in college in week one of the preseason, that's not going to be always the case. You know, he has the big arm, uh, you know, he has those playmaking instincts and it was nice to see him use the legs. And obviously there's been comparisons to a taller Russell Wilson out there. He probably to your point, has to do a whole lot more to get that week one start because Andy Dalton, I 
I mean, he's no Matt Flynn. He is an established starter in the league in years past and has taken teams to the playoffs. So I think Andy Dalton will get the job, but it does kind of feel like the inevitable, right? That fields will be the starter. And like you said, that's significant for, you know, fantasy purposes. If you're looking to piggy off our episode from last week with our two part fantasy football preview that you can still find on Apple and Spotify and YouTube, you know, we, we mentioned, maybe having a backup quarterback looking for somebody that could really pay off down the road. Justin Fields continues for me to be that guy, especially after what we saw week one. Yeah, exactly. So if you, uh, in fantasy terms, if you're looking for a guy, you can get probably pretty late in rounds quarterback wise who may not start right away, but can have you going for the stretch run. He's a guy you can definitely look at. Um, according to the next gen stats, um, preseason first week he was the third fastest player like on in any field like to to reach a high speed um he was the third fastest which is impressive considering you know that he is a quarterback and he had one play that was that was really impressive that i saw the the the, highlight of where he was uh, he was under like insane duress and he somehow he ended up running for a touchdown, but he like somehow got out of like a, a sack that for most quarterbacks would have been a surefire sack. Like he was, he was dead to rights. Um, and he somehow like spun out of it and he was able to gain yards and even get the touchdown. Cause they were, you know, like 15 yards out, but yeah, that that's impressive whether he can do that in real, you know, live regular season football and not preseason like you're saying you know the vanilla defenses you don't always have the starters out there you're not going 150 percent because no one wants to get injured in the preseason that's like you know a real bummer for your season if you you get injured before you even get to a real meaningful game um but there's flashes there there's flashes there and whether or not he puts it together this season and has i don't think he's going to come out and be patrick mahomes first season but he looks like he has the potential to be a Russell Wilson type guy who can who can really extend plays with his legs and even run for yardage slash touchdown. So that that that's intriguing. To well, me talk going about, yeah, I, I want to talk about another rookie. I, and look, there there's a lot to take away from all the rookie quarterbacks that saw saw action last week. Um, Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. Let's just start there. Obviously, Fields had the most glaring. Um, impression I, I think out of all of them just the more electric debut but trevor lawrence six of nine for 71 yards including that nice 35 yard touchdown to marvin jones um proved to me that he has the talent to be special however um you you still worry that the jaguars <clears throat> ha- what kind of talent are they going to put around their quarterback to maximize his potential because they truly do have a long way to go under urban Meyer. I mean, the roster is upgraded, but this is still the NFL's worst team from last season. And they are far and away um, not being near competitiveness to be with the AFC's top squads. And they were dominated. Granted it's preseason. I get it, but really struggled um, outside of some flashes of Trevor Lawrence to really get anything going. You just kind of worry with, and that's some part of the problem <clears> with some of these busts, right? That they're not put in a good situation. They're set up for failure and 
they never regain that confidence and eventually fizzle out in the NFL. I, I don't think that's going to be the case with Trevor Lawrence, but that was my early feel that it's going to be a long season. Trevor Lawrence or not for the Jaguars. Well, I mean, they're, they're the Jaguars. <laughs> like, what do you expect but a rough season from the Jaguars? Uh, outside of that one season where their defense was just otherworldly and brought them all the way to the AFC championship game only to lose to the Pats. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the Jaguars are going to Jaguar. I know them well being, you know, a Colts fan. They're in my division, play them twice a year. Um, and it, they're, they're going to Jaguar. And I, I, I hope that Trevor Lawrence, I mean, I don't hope, but I hope for Trevor Lawrence, because I like him as a player, uh, that he can have success uh, with the Jaguars. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be overcoming a lot. He doesn't have a ton of weapons. Um, like we talked about fantasy wise, I like that they have Travis ATN and I hope that they're going to get him more involved, uh, especially as a kind of a safety net for him because, uh, for Lawrence as he, he knows him, but yeah, it, he, he was not as impressive. I'd say as Justin Fields looked, but again, this is all preseason who knows what's going to happen. Um, I'm excited to see how Trevor Lawrence looked Cause I love Trevor Lawrence and, and, in high school or not high school in college. Like he was one of my favorite uh, quarterbacks to watch and just the way he carried himself, uh, especially in the, the championship games and at Clemson, it's, it's exciting to see all these young guys coming in and uh, yeah, I'm ready for this season to start. <laughs> Sick of yeah. talking about preseason. <laughs> I know. And, and that's, that's kind of, you know, where we're at in the season so far. Let, let's talk about a quarterback battle that I think everybody has their eyes on just simply out of curiosity. Uh, and that would be down in new Orleans with Jameis Winston mm. and Tate and Taysom Hill. It's obvious that the saints do not have a clear vision at quarterback. Neither Taysom or Jameis grabbed the really grabbed the position after the first game. Nobody really maybe expected them to both attempted 12 passes. Winston was seven of 12 while Taysom was eight of 12, but Winston threw the touchdown pass kind of had a little more control of the offense and brings that true quarterback identity to an offense, which I think hello is probably what you're going to be looking for. Excuse mm -hmm. me. In my opinion, um, look, they both, they both made mistakes. Jameis threw an interception shocker. And uh, <laughs> so, so did, so did Taysom Hill. Um, but it, it just, it just felt to me, that if the Saints really want to compete through the year, you want a gunslinger at the quarterback position, and you have to at least see if Sean Payton can fix this guy who was a former number one overall pick. We'll get back to sports with the Z and the T in a moment, but first we got to give love to our sponsors. Mohawk Honda selection is king this summer. No matter where you're listening to this podcast, whether it's in Glens Falls, Watertown, Syracuse, Geneva, Make the road trip to Glenville, New York to stop at a Mohawk Honda. How many times this summer have you been sitting in your ride and thinking, it's time for an upgrade, but you just can't find the vehicle that you want? Mohawk Honda, known for this selection. Selection is king. So many things have changed the last year and a half, but Mohawk Honda is going to have exactly what you want. And more importantly, you're going to trade in your vehicle and get the price that you deserve back. Trust me, I know about Mohawk Honda. I've been working with the whole crew over there. Shout out to Greg Johnson and Cam McKenna. Say what's up to my guy Andy Gelcher. I just saw the other day. The whole Mohawk family, if you don't know about it, the Herodin family has been a part of the Capital Region for so many years, decades. 
and they truly treat you like family. Does a family feel there? They always come out of their way to please you. I've been driving my pilot around the capital region. If you know from hitting the roads in Syracuse, I was not known for having a nice vehicle. The pilot's the best ride I've ever had. Have that same type of bragging right for yourself. Make the change today. Have the road trip to the capital region. Syracuse fans, especially if you're listening, it's worth the drive east. Mohawk Honda, Freeman's Bridge Road in Glenville, where they always go out of their way to please you. And our friends over at Johnstone Supply in Troy. Now, again, Syracuse fan, if you're listening, there's a very popular barbecue place you might know about in downtown Syracuse that is about a block away from Johnstone Supply here on 6th Avenue in Troy. And if you're looking to make that change for your home, whether it's heating, ventilation, or more, Johnstone Supply is the place for you. My guy, George, has been running the place for a family-owned business for decades. Now you can work with people that you can trust when you're making that move. By the way, right now in store, Fujitsu Duckless splits energy-saving ultra-low temperature models and can operate up to negative 15 degrees Fahrenheit. They're also carrying the new J-Series. We're talking the VRF systems for even more flexibility for your home and efficiency. So make that change today. And the Westinghouse made by Fujitsu also available for you for that more basic cost-efficient option for your home. If you're looking to make that change, the upgrade we're talking about, making sure your home is best up to what it needs to be, the place to make that change is Johnstone Supply in Troy. Check out their website today, johnstonesupply.com, or give them a call. If you're road tripping in the Capital Region, the number is 518-272-5922. We hope that you can continue to support our sponsors here on Sports with the Z and a T and across all the Godzilla Media podcast platforms. Now, back to this week's episode. Yeah, and I uh, I have a friend. I, I, I shouted him out last week. Um, he's the guy who who drafts who doesn't draft a quarterback or he'll get him in like literally the last round. And I'll shout him out again because he has told me before that he believes that Winston can and will eventually be like trusted as an elite guy. And I know that from my point of view, I, I look at the the that last season where he threw 30 interceptions and I'm like, sure. Yeah, he can get there because he's thrown for 5,000 yards before and he threw 30 inter- or touchdowns, I think, or more uh, that year that he threw 30 interceptions. It's just like, you know, you have one big, huge, glaring problem. Yeah, you can chuck the ball all day, but eventually you got to make the right play more often than not because if you're – it, you can score all the points in the world and throw for all the yardage in the world. But if you're not, if you're throwing it to the other team half of the time, then it's not going to work out. Ultimately for the saints, my gut is Winston will be the guy because like you said, he, he, whether or not he makes bad decisions and throws those picks aside, he is the more polished quarterback. I think, because I mean, Taysom Hill has never been, like a true quarterback. He's always been the gadget guy, the half tight end, half quarterback. You throw him in when you're doing the wildcat. Maybe he throws a pass here and there, but Jameis is the guy who can stand in the pocket and really deliver the throws down the field. Um, Whether they be to the other team or not, um, they'll have to fix that. But uh, yeah, with Kamara there, I think Jameis has better weapons than perhaps he's ever had. Obviously they're going to be missing Michael Thomas. um, But I think with Kamara there, it can really cover for a lot of his his faults if they use him right. So I, I think he's going to be the guy moving forward. And Hill should just stay being the gadget slash tight end slash whatever you want to call him type guy. I want to go to a team that it, it's more about an 
you know, T- Taylor will be the expert on this. <laughs> I want to go to a team that it's more the talking point is the players that weren't on the field mm. for week one. And that would be out in Indy. We're going to talk some Colts here. And that's, you know, they had Sam Ellinger and Jacob Eason. They both played a half respect of, you know, respectfully played decent. Um, however, once again, it's pre the bar is pretty low. <laughs> the bar is set pretty low. Um, but the more important news for the Colts is that Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson are miraculously. It feels like two weeks ago we were talking <laughs> about, you know, the Colts to just absolutely being damn near unwatchable. Um, they're both gearing up to be ready for week one. And that's important because this is a Colts team that I think when healthy is going to be one of the better teams in the AFC. I think they have the right coaching staff. I think they have the quarterback in place. Now he needs to prove to stay healthy. Um, I think you have the running backs to control the time, uh, you know, line of scrimmage with that good offensive line um, and serviceable enough weapons. I I liked what I saw from a guy like, you know, Michael Pittman didn't have – you know, too much of a day, but everything that I've been hearing is Michael Pittman is ready to break out as their wide receiver one as expected. Um, Carson is looking to be the opening day starter. Um, However, I truly worry about this Colts team's longevity when they're having this many issues so early on in the season. I mean, uh, injuries are the killer of all good teams. Um, you know, it, when I look at it, I the news is great. The news that they're trending in the right direction. Like I said, I'll keep tooting this horn that I believe at least Quentin Nelson will be back for week one. I would be genuinely surprised if he's not um, because he's just a tough-ass guy, and I really think that he's going to push through it. Even if he has any pain left, it, he'll just – he'll grit and bear it and he'll just do it. Um, so I think he'll be on the field. Carson, I'm hopeful. 75% baby. (laughs) Give me 75%. It'll be nice if he can play and I'm hopeful that he will. Um, my biggest concern really is, is that the O line because it's not just, uh, that Nelson's not there. We have injuries really across the board and Eric Fisher, our, our acquisition left tackles still not back recovering from his Achilles injury that he had way back when um, uh, for the chiefs last year. And he he's recovering. Well, I don't know the timetable. I can't seem to find a definitive timetable. I don't know if they have one or whether it's just kind of like, yeah, he'll be back when he's back, hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, But he needs to, be there too because the left side of the Colts line right now granted we don't have Quentin Nelson out there but it is a turnstile that from what I'm hearing on the left side of the line and it's it's atrocious and And let me tell you just speaking from experience (laughs) with the quarterback that you have you need a solid guy on the left side of the offensive line um because just the way Carson is and the way he tries to get out of sacks and extend plays right or wrong, mostly wrong last year, but I truly believe that deep down, he's a very good quarterback and a top 10 quarterback when healthy. Um, you, you, If you want to get the most out of Carson, you need a stable offensive line. And if that is not going to happen, uh, his confidence, which is 
granted, probably not the highest it's ever been in the NFL, uh, will only go lower and lower. For <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you need for any quarterback to be successful, you need at least a modicum of a decent line to hold them for more than and two that seconds. Was, and that was my point with um, Carson when I was defending him to be still the Eagles quarterback. And I was like, even Patrick Mahomes could not survive. You saw it in Super mm-hmm. Bowl 50. You, you know, you saw it in last year's Super Bowl. That even Patrick Mahomes could not survive with a banged up offensive line. <clears throat> you need a good offensive line to succeed in the NFL. The Colts have one if, if they're healthy. Yeah, exactly. You need a good, uh, you need at least a decent line. Um, yeah, your perfect example really is it was the Super Bowl because you you don't really get a much better quarterback than. Patrick Mahomes, especially when it comes to being able to move and avoid sacks because dude was running, you know, 10, 20 yards backwards to try to, you know, get out of these sacks. And he was even getting off throws that were pretty ridiculous. And still, like, it's it's not going to go well if you don't have protection. And right now the Colts, especially on the left side of the line, are really missing uh, Nelson. And hopefully Fisher will be back in short order as well. Plus, I mean, you don't want to put Say Carson Wentz is healthy to go week one. Do you really want to put him behind a weak ass left side or any part of the line? Really? Well, Coming to be honest, injury? it's it's your only chance of winning football games because your other option is Jacob Beeson or Sam Ellinger. So well, I, yeah, course. you are gonna put him. But all but the thing is, what if he gets re injured? Is like if if your left side of the line, if if for some weird reason Nelson wasn't ready to come back, but Wentz was, I literally would consider holding him out just at least until Nelson's back because if if you put him out there coming off an injury he's just going to get injured again we've already seen that Carson Wentz isn't the most durable guy in the world and if no. he's just getting getting destroyed from the left side like dude's going to go down again so that's that's my one worry uh with Pittman like you said uh, I mean that's it's good to hear that he's like being the guy and hopefully he can take over the role because T.Y. Hilton is on his last legs he is not a number one guy anymore. I think he's more suited to a number two role and Pittman. I mean, he's got the build to be, a, um, you know, like the, that big Julio Jones type guy. Obviously I don't think he has all the skill set of Julio Jones, but that's like the mold that he fits in the big physical DK Metcalf type guy. And if he can be that for the Colts, that would be fantastic. And, and that would really help. I'm going to throw out my Eagles real quick because Jalen hurts surprised me. Um, personally, and, and I watched the Eagles from start to finish. And by the time the fourth quarter came around, I wanted to bash my head into a wall. No, Joe Flacco is not the quarterback one for the Eagles. I know he looked, I know he looked elite again, but he's elite. He, I mean, he was 10 for 17 for 170 (laughs) yards and a touchdown. I'm I'm just saying, but no, no, (laughs) Uh, um, uh, Jalen Hurts was only out for two series and the the stat line isn't very sexy. He was three for seven for 30 some yards and, and no touchdown or, or, or interceptions. But what I saw from him that imp- and two of those incompletions were straight up drops. Um, Ertz dropped the bad one and, and Rager who's actually had a nice camp made a really sick play today that went viral against the Patriots. I saw at, that, yeah. At, at, yeah. It was an unbelievable. He owed Beckham the, I, I don't even know who it was. It was one of the Patriots corners. It's really cool to see if you, if you go and Google it. Um, 
but he had a bad drop too. What I saw from Jalen Hurts was um, he had command of the line of scrimmage. He had command of the offense. He was audibling. Now, granted, the offense is pretty vanilla at this point in the season, but I saw the confidence of at least taking on that QB one role. The, the, Cat is still out there that maybe he's not a quarterback one. Maybe he's not a franchise quarterback, but this team seems to be buying into him. Um, The organization seems to be buying into him and the players are stepping up in a big way from what I can tell. Um, And just riding this wave. uh, What I saw from the Eagles was plenty of weapons. Devontae Smith is back. uh, Quez Watkins is starting to really emerge as one of Hertz's favorite guys. You have the running back carousel um, led by Miles Sanders. Jordan Howard is only 26 years old, has had a really strong camp as well. Um, rookie Kenneth Gainwell, then Boston Scott there as well. They just released carry on Johnson today. Um, the offensive line and defensive lines though, is the, uh, the big point that I'm trying to make here. Um, Javon Hargrave appears ready to make a, uh, Howie Roseman, who's the general manager in, in Philly, looked really smart for signing the defensive tackle uh, two years ago. He had a down year last year, but has been really strong. And, and this offensive line left tackle Jordan Mailata, who is a great story if you're not familiar with him, the former Australian rugby player who is now the starting left tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles, looks to be the real deal. If the Eagles can stay healthy on both sides of the ball, and this is how they won the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not saying that that's where I'm headed. Now I'm going with this, but the Eagles could potentially have a top five offensive line and a top 10, top five defensive line as well if they're healthy. And that's a recipe to overachieve and surprise a lot of people um, that are claiming that this Eagles team, for some reason, is that is by far and away the worst team in the NFC East. I just don't see it. I do think, and I've said, and and I and I've said this time and time again, the talent is there on this roster. It comes down to Jalen Hurts. And from what I saw with Jalen Hurts, um, in a short span of time, I, I I am cautiously optimistic that this Eagles team will indeed surprise people. Yeah, I think the the NFC East is pretty um, fairly wide open. I'd say um, I think the Giants are the worst team in that division. I think I think you'd probably and agree I'm glad with me. I'm glad someone else but me said that because I think it's pretty obvious who the worst team in the NFC East is. And I mean, it's look not at their the camp They're like fighting. you said. It's it's the Giants. You have people retiring. You have massive scrum, you, you know, scrums where your franchise quote unquote franchise quarterback is at the bottom of the pile. And then mm-hmm. there's already concern with second rounder Aziz Ajilari coming into the draft, um, whether he could hold up and run defense. And he has struggled mightily as he's competing for a starting linebacker job. Um, Kadarius Tony, who's your first round pick, panic pick in my opinion, because he couldn't get Devontae Smith. <laughs> Giants, you suck. Um, <laughs> he's already hurt. Missed the missed the preseason opener. And Daniel Jones, and I mentioned it in our fantasy episode last week, this is a guy that, I mean, and I guess you could apply the argument to the Eagles as well, that you have quite, you don't have a franchise quarterback if you don't know if he's a franchise quarterback. 
Jalen Hurts is a little different because this is the first time he's embracing that. He is a former, he is a second round pick. He is assuming the QB one job for the first time in his career. However, we've seen Daniel Jones for two years now. This is make or Mm -hmm. break for Daniel Jones. And I'm not so sure from anything that I've heard out of training camp that it's been any, anything better than what it has been. And, And if you're getting the same old Daniel Jones, your ceiling is what it is. You're at mm-hmm. best a you can't be 500 anymore, <clears throat> but you are at best an eight win football team. Yeah, and and then you add in like Saquon Barkley, the questions surrounding his injury, whether they're going to have him go full bar from the beginning or how long it's going to take before he can take a full workload, and then what is he going to look like running behind their offensive line that failed him to begin with? That's why he was in this mess. I mean, it was a freak injury, but still, like he was always running. Uh, kind of, you know, he was making things happen and forcing it. And I think that's part of what led to his injury in the first place. And so all those questions, I think, makes it clear to me, at least, that I think the Giants will be the worst team in that division because I personally uh, think Washington's going to overachieve and the Cowboys, I don't know. You never know with the Cowboys, really, what you're going to get. Shit offensive or shit eight defense. Nine. And, and, eight yeah. and nine. Yeah. Yeah, terrible defense, and Dak's going to throw for 5,000 yards, and maybe Zeke does something more than he's done in the last couple of years. He's been kind of awful. Um, so <laughs> you never know. You never know with them. I think that you're going to probably be competing with Washington and the Cowboys for the top spot. Um, but, yeah, the Giants I don't think are in it. And I think – I mean, all you need is Jalen Hurts to be serviceable, decent. Serviceable. That's average. what I'm saying average if he's average you can compete at least in that division whether now, you're obviously you're not competing for a super bowl at that point i don't think but no no um, no 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 but, no. You, but you, as long as he's not awful like you have a chance to win that division because it's not a strong division and, and that that to me is not what i want right that i don't <laughs> i don't want Jalen Hurts to just be average. Obviously. I either I I want to know is he the guy or is he definitely not the guy? Because I want to enter this offseason, and I say I because I'm an Eagles fan, obviously, and I I want to know are we going to take those future four first round picks if Carson plays seventy five percent? You'd have four first round picks in the next two years. Can you go and get Deshaun Watson or or another? a franchise quarterback because you know Jalen Hurts is not the guy or you have four first round picks because you you hit a diamond in the rough and Jalen Hurts is a second former second round pick that two years into the league he is a budding star I want one of those two either way I I, I mean I don't want to see my Eagles struggle but either way I'm good with it right because I yeah, know I, I know there's I totally a direction there's a direction yeah average being nine and eight, eight and nine, winning a terrible, maybe not. I don't. I don't think it's going to be as bad as it was last year. Uh, no, I don't but, either. But an NFC East that's going to be competitive. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. I don't want average because you're stuck in that position. Well, is he going to build off of that, or is that what he is? I don't want to be, and, and that goes it's, for any. That goes for any football team. That go, that's the same argument you can use for Daniel Jones. That's He's exactly average. what I was going about to say. He is average. What are you going to do with average? Sure, mm-hmm. you can win a division, maybe on a down year like last year, but you still couldn't even do it last year. But you know the ceiling's not high enough to compete <clears> for a Super Bowl. 
So really, if you're if you're the Giants and a Giants fan right now, you really have to sit and look yourself in the mirror and be like, what the hell are we doing here? Because he ain't it. Yeah, that, well, that's the thing is I think that that's you're hitting the nail on the head for most teams. And like, that's why if you look at the Colts, that's why they took a swing on Carson Wentz, because Carson Wentz, at least for one season, and you could argue a couple seasons is it looks like a franchise guy if you Thank take you. out last season you take out last season he still looks like a franchise guy because when well, you don't need to with, tell me taylor you don't when need he's to tell yeah me. when he's working with nothing and making something out of it that's a franchise guy and when he has all the pieces there and he has an M- mvp season he would have won mvp he would have had he not gotten injured he he would have an mvp trophy um i believe uh, that that's a franchise. Guy. Oh, I firmly if believe that. If you're looking at what the Colts were with working with before, you know, with like uh, Jacoby Brissett, he's average. And even Philip Rivers, you know, great quarterback overall in his career, but at the tail end, you know, he he's average. getting up there. And he, he literally retired right after. He's average. So you you want to look for that guy, and and I agree with you. Like you want to see is Jalen going to be that guy? And if he's not, kick him to the curb and get Deshaun Watson if you can. Sounds like a pretty damn good alternative to me. Uh, (laughs) uh, But no, we have, we have another two weeks of preseason action. I'm sure a lot of roster decisions will be decided in that time. Um, We will hit on it if anything major happens. Um, But other than that, of of course, the most football action that you're going to hear on our show moving forward is the college football season. Um, We'll do a breakdown next week of that. And then two weeks down the road is our full NFL um, season preview, which means summer is coming to an end Taylor. It's unbelievable that labor day is already right around the corner. However, it's not here yet. So it is summer and it is officially trade in season and that is trade in season for your vehicle and every dealer is trying to make that final push to get your trade in right now while the money is through the roof but you go to some of these dealers you trade in your car you get the money in your hands because there is a shortage of inventory in the market but now what you trade it in, you got the money in your hands, and they don't have anything for you to buy. I got your answer. Go to Mohawk Honda, where not only do they give you that top dollar for your trade-in that I had just mentioned, they also have acres and acres of inventory for you to choose from. They have the largest inventory of vehicles, actually, in fact, in the entire capital region up here in upstate New York, and that means you can choose the one that's right for you. Sure, some other dealers go ahead and talk about their values, but They'd rather show you theirs, and that's in the way they show you the value in their selection and, more importantly, the value in how you're treated there at Mohawk Honda. Don't go and feel pressured into buying something from another dealer because that's the best that they can do. Go to Mohawk Honda and buy the vehicle you deserve. Their vast selection of certified pre-owned vehicles is guaranteed to fit your needs, your lifestyle, and not the other dealer's so-called values. So this summer, as it is quickly dwindling down, however, it is still here and selection is king and no one has more to choose from than Mohawk Honda where they always go out of their way to please you. Taylor, the process got super maxed. (laughs) <laughs> on Tuesday and by the process being super max, I'm talking about Joel Embiid signing a four year, $196 million extension through 2026, 27. And that was announced as a seven foot center, all-star center 
runner up to MVP is staying in Philadelphia. And I think that was kind of a given that he was eligible for the Supermax and it was going to happen. He is the face of the Sixers. That's not as much as I what I want to talk about right now because we could talk about oh how good he is average 28 and a half points 10 and 10.6 boards and 51 regular season games should have been MVP in my opinion but we won't we won't go down that rabbit hole Now what because this sets this sets up the next stage right this sets up the next part of what could be an altering couple of weeks of the landscape in the NBA? Because we still have a lot of question marks now, Taylor, when it comes to, okay, now what for the Sixers? Because you bring, you lock in Embiid. You don't know if Ben Simmons is really going to be in Philadelphia. You still have Damian Lillard showing his disappointment in what Portland has done. Clearly the Sixers are not done. Clearly the Sixers are showing are sending a message that this is Joel Embiid's team, not Ben Simmons's. And that's kind of a duh statement, but it needs to be said for my point here. If that is the case, the Sixers offseason has been overall pretty quiet. I mean, you brought in a couple low-key signs. You brought back Danny Green. um, But they've really been strapped because of the Ben Simmons situation when they're building around their roster. The next domino to fall, it feels like, and Elton Brand and Daryl Morey spent time with Ben Simmons' agent over the NFL, or NFL draft, Jesus, NBA draft, and they discussed the, the workings of a potential deal to go elsewhere. Ben Simmons has been reportedly um, not been in contact with the organization since has not picked up Joel Embiid's phone calls. It seems to be that the writing is on the wall for Ben Simmons' time in Philly. It's just a matter of when and where if the Sixers are truly trying to maximize the potential of um, their franchise MVP caliber all-star and Joel Embiid Portland Stage left. Um, like, th- there's you really wish, right? <laughs> there's really no other logical place for Damian Lillard to go. The Knicks spent all their money bringing back some of their players, spending it on Evan Fournier, which got finalized today. We record on Tuesday. And the Lakers brought in Westbrook. You're not bringing Damian Lillard there. Clippers traded Pat Bev, but he's not, Damian's not going to, LA um probably not. it just seems to be that this is the place to have a deal that would completely <clears throat> change the landscape of one the Eastern Conference because it would make Philadelphia that team that really they need to put together to compete with the defending champion Bucks, the Brooklyn Nets if they're healthy and, and continue to stave off you know teams like the Heat teams mm-hmm. like the Hawks, the up-and-coming second-tier teams that have gotten better. Mm-hmm. The Sixers have kind of stayed status quo, and that's where I'm trying to get to the point of there seems to be something waiting in the weeds here that we have not heard of yet, and I think, I'm telling you, I think it starts with Portland and Philadelphia. 
Uh, yeah, it, there's been a lot of locking up uh, this offseason. We talked about it a little bit a couple of weeks ago, how it a lot of the stars are seemingly like they're staying. They're staying put. I've heard the reports that James Harden and Kyrie Irving are working on possible extensions. Kevin Durant signed an extension. Kawhi signed an extension. Luka signed his extension. Like the list goes on and on. Embiid signed an extension. Players are staying put where they are because a lot of them are in spots that work. They have other stars with them. They don't have to do it all by themselves. There's only a few guys who, when you look around the league, you're like, man, they're doing it all by themselves. And one of those big glaring stars is Damian Lillard. Mm -hmm. The problem is Damian Lillard is loyal to a fault. And it seems like he doesn't want to publicly come out and say, you know what, Portland, you did nothing this off season. Not that they had any really room to do anything. Like, I don't know what they would have want. Like he would have wanted them to do. There's no stars. Like I just mentioned, all these stars are locking up. No one was leaving and no one's leaving to go to Portland and there's no one on the market to go anywhere. So really, if you're Damian Lillard and you really want to compete, if competing is what you want, if winning a championship matters to you and you want to win one, regardless of wanting to stay in one place, your entire career, just just suck it up and do it. Just ask for a trade. Ask for a trade to the Sixers. Put pressure on them. He doesn't have a ton of leverage. Like he, he doesn't really because he's under contract for the next couple of years. So, I mean, Portland could just say, screw you. No, we're not going to trade you, especially not to the Sixers if you don't, if they don't like the package. But like, I mean, he's got to just make the make, put his foot down, request a trade make it public and put pressure on Portland to get him there. If that's where he wants. And yeah, if he does completely changes like everything, like if I, if I look at it, then it's, it is a three-way race between the Nets, uh, Sixers and um, the Bucks. And well, this is a, you know, this is a Portland trailblazers team that just had their coach and Chauncey Billups in his opening press conference say, we're not taking threes 50 times a game. That's not what we want to be. It's like Portland what Lillard Chauncey, wants to be <laughs> Chauncey. I have a guy for you um, that, that will never take threes ever. <laughs> I have a guy. <laughs> so if that's so what let, you want, so, I, have so, I got so, the man for you? So, so. Call call Daryl and, and let let's get this thing done, okay? <laughs> if shooting threes is not what you want, have I got the man for you? Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, oh. You got you got a good point there. And I mean, if if you're Portland and you're and you're tearing it down and getting rid of your star player, at least you're not getting like a, a complete scrub. I know we bang on Ben Simmons a lot, especially on this show, but you could get a lot worse than Ben Simmons. He is a defensive star he's one of the best defenders in the league he can pass very well he's one of the best playmakers in the league he can dunk he can just dunk ask, when just, he wants just to just look at his offseason videos in an empty high school gym but don't ask him to do it in game seven of an you know of the nba playoffs because he won't do it then but he boy let me tell you yeah that if you look funny. at his if you look at his open uh open gym practices he can dunk watch out yeah, that that tweet that tweet said something like who else what other point guard has this in their bag? And I was like, like every point guard, like <laughs> any point guard can take a, a slow pick I'm and roll behind like 
like 50 year old guys who are not really playing defense, just acting as placeholders for him to show off his, his moves. Like what? Come on now. I saw people tweeting like the, the pick and roll was at the three point line and the, the tweet directly underneath it was like, you think they're going to like, he's not getting any pick and rolls at the three point line. It was a picture of them defending him with like all of them, like in the paint and he's standing alone on a three point line. Cause no one's defending him up there. You're not going to set a pick there. It's going to be in the paint because he can't shoot and he won't. He refuses. He can shoot in practice. He can shoot in the offseason when there's an empty gym. He can hit like, you know, 10 threes in a row. He's great. I saw him and someone else like just banging him. And I'm like, bro, do that in the game. Like, And he clearly, clearly uh, can't. He he just can't. But we'll, we'll... We'll have plenty of time to talk about it, as I am Listen, sure. I hope because I love more competitive games. I hope Damian Lillard gets to the Sixers. I really do. Well, not for your, your mouth, sake. Your mouth to God. So what do you mean, not for my sake? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for me. I want to watch whatever, it. Whatever it takes. I'm willing. I mean, I'm willing to sacrifice. I mean, I'd love the Heat to actually be competitive, but like, if the Nets are healthy, I I'm not picking against them in general, much less the Bucks. And then it and beat and Lillard would be such a dirty duo, though. It'd be so dirty. They would. It'd be so they fun would. to watch. That's all. I'm um, saying. The NBA came out with their Christmas games and. Uh, not thrilled with it. Um, there are some good matchups. However, I'm just. I'm struggling with the excitement around a Celtics team this year that, yeah, they'll have Tatum and Brown. Um, they start an action packed triple header um, against the defending champion bucks. Like, look, okay, mm. I-, I guess, but that's just not going to be a good game. I mean, the names are the Celtics are a brand, but they're not going to be a good team. Um, five. Well, let's be honest. If Damian Lillard were to get traded, then the NBA will be kicking themselves in the ass for not putting uh, Bucks Sixers on that cor- Christmas Day cor- game. Cor- cor- correct, and I think that's where, like, look, you have you you can't rely on moves that may or may not be made. However, Honestly. I think there's a better matchup there to be had, and that I still think. It, I mean, Dame or not, Ben Simmons or not, the Sixers seem more of a lot. I mean, the Bucks and Sixers have played on Christmas before. It just seems like a better matchup to me. And I'm not trying to be biased. I want my, do I want my Sixers there? Yeah, I just the Celtics. I don't know, man. Like that, they're, they're they're not going to be it in 2021. They're they are gearing up for 2022. They ain't it in 2021. Uh, yeah. I mean, looking at these Christmas Day Nets Lakers, good choice good choice that's how i mean yeah it's star studded yeah, yeah whatever the overrated lakers with a overrated <laughs> big three suns I mean, warriors come on suns, suns warriors. warriors yeah you gotta you gotta hope that All clay right. thompson is healthy i have stat i mean it's the warriors and then defending western conference champions i get that i get that too and yeah, i mean Hawks i know Nick. i know you get your willy wet for the last one <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll talk about that in a second hawks Knicks. Uh, you got that rivalry from the playoffs, especially. Uh, <laughs> hey, Trey Young going back to the, the garden. Knicks. I, <laughs> I don't know. care no about an them. overrated, mediocre. You spent. I already went on my rant two weeks ago on this. The hey, Knicks. If- the Knicks are what they are. I don't care about having the garden packed. I don't care. They're not good. 
They're it's not, not. I'm gonna do it for the next. They're benefit. not good. They're not good. <laughs> it's not for the Knicks benefit. I think it's more for people to watch Trey Young poop on the Knicks. And I don't want to watch Trey Young jack fifty threes <laughs> on Christmas Day. I don't. I, I, I just But you'd be okay if it was Damian Lillard jacking fifty threes. Yes, right? because the he Sixers? would be on the Sixers. Yeah, well, but the Sixers Oh, yeah, yes, play. you're biased. You just don't like anyone who's not the Sixers. I anyway, don't, I don't like Trey Young because of what he does. I don't like the Knicks because I think they're overrated. I just think the Celtics are a good pick. The Nets and Lakers make sense. And then yes. the Warriors and the Suns make sense. So, really, I only have problem with the Knicks, Hawks, and uh, – Celtics, and then the last one, Mavericks. This Jazz. one I get. Get I to mean, watch Luca, the Jazz Western or whatever. Conference. I don't care about the Jazz as much on Christmas Day, but I'll certainly watch it for Luca. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is actually really entertaining to watch, so I'll give it that. It's ten thirty though, so it's kind of late. Yeah. yeah, I might be passed out with all the eggnog in my system by them, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, I might, I might make it. Well, I might make it there. We'll see. Christmas Day um, is always fun. Yeah, but it's I always say the NBA season doesn't start till the Christmas games because mm-hmm. no one I mean, it is what it is. You just kind of have to keep status quo in October and November. And then once the new year hits, it's kind of go time and a push towards the deadline. And then obviously the playoffs. I, so I've always I've always said that. I mean, there will be good games. I'll, I'll be bummed to not see my Sixers, but whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Let's talk about the Field of Dreams game real quick. And it, it was an awesome experience from start to finish. Obviously, the, the pregame with Kevin Cosner and the players walking out of the cornfields, the uniforms were sick. It was a hell of a game that the Yankees blew. <laughs> um, but no, it was a cool ending with the walk-off Tim Anderson home run. It was something that the MLB did right and well. And it was something that I think um is the best thing the MLB has done in a long time when in terms of uh bringing in outside fans that typically won't watch a random baseball game and it brings people into the game and to have a game of that caliber speaks volumes um for what the game could be moving forward with all the young stars in the league however i was all on board with it you know, and, and I do think it should be like a one-time thing each year. Two mm-hmm. teams play the Field of Dreams games. However, mm-hmm. leave it to the MLB to completely botch it. Uh, the 2022 edition of the Field of Dreams game out in Dyersville, Iowa, is drumroll the Cubs and the Reds. <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> you have a dumpster fire of a team that will be the Cubs and a they red sold, team. They just sold away their team. That sold away all their stars. And a Reds team that, yeah, they have a pretty good outfield, but they're overperforming this year, and they don't really bring that big of a market to the – I mean, you have you have the – like, what about the Dodgers? What, a, what about, you know, all these blue blood baseball teams that you could have potentially brought in? What about the Red Sox? What about, like, I don't know, like, like the Phillies and the Braves, the, the – Like the Padres. I, the Padres, the Giants, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Angels, the, the Angels, uh, just the like, Cubs and the Reds. Are you freaking kidding me? 
Um, well, this like reminds me, and before I, I let you, I didn't mean to cut you off. Before no, I let you go, this reminds me of the NHL and the Winter Classic. For a couple years, at Taylor, I'm not. You're. I know you're not the biggest hockey fan, so I'll try to, uh, you know, dumb this down a little bit. For starting <laughs> like back in like 2006, 2007, I think was the first NHL class Winter Classic, and it mm-hmm. was the Penguins and the Sabers. And it had that legendary whiteout, snowy atmosphere with um, everything perfect. Like it couldn't really. The first one was the best one between the Penguins and the Sabers. Ended in a shootout, and that was it. And they 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 did it once a year. The Winter Classic was always on New Year's Day once a year till about 2012, 2013. Then they started doing all the stadium classics, and it got they, they oversaturated the 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 awesomeness and just the pure nostalgia of an outdoor ice hockey game. Before you knew it, there were outdoor hockey games out in L.A. Uh, there's mm-hmm. an uh, there was an outdoor hockey game down in Texas. That wasn't the point. The point was to bring it back to the to the good old days of playing pond hockey on your local pond in the wintertime. That was more the nostalgia of it. And they ruined a good thing. I think the NHL really did botch it because the winter classic was one of those things. You got the Jersey every year. You look forward to it. You were thrilled. If your team was in it, my team, the flyers were in it twice. I was lucky enough to see them twice. Unfortunately, they lost both times, but it was still cool to see. Mm -hmm. But now it's just like, I mean, the flyers have been in a stadium series. I mean, the Rangers and the devils were in one. They had the New York series. Um, it, it just it just got over the top crazy. I'm afraid the MLB is going to lean towards doing that at some point because the Cubs and the Reds, you couldn't do any better than the Cubs and the Reds. Well, I think the, the big problem with the MLB has for years is that it never really markets their stars very well. And it's like here you have a perfect time to market stars, maybe like put someone Tatis up in t- Tatis or Otani or anyone, like literally anyone. But besides, put the I Angels mean, and the Padres in that game and let Otani and Tatis duel it out. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. That would make so much more sense than the Cubs and the Reds, especially because the Cubs literally just sold their entire team at the trade deadline. They're going to be a shell of what they for. Uh, their all star is Wilson Contreras. That's not good, by the way. Yeah. And 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 the Reds, I mean the Reds are the Reds. So it's it I, it doesn't make any sense to me. I because I, I looked it up because I didn't actually know. So when you started talking about <laughs> hi Otis, um, <laughs> when you for, started for our talking, YouTube listeners, Otis has made a cameo. <laughs> um, for yeah, I, so I looked it up, and the first thing that popped up was the 2022 game, and I literally I was like, Cubs and the Reds, really that's what you're doing like so because you said but mlb already ruined it for next season so i was like oh why why did i do that looked it up immediately <laughs> cubs reds i was like oh that's what they did <laughs> like it's just obvious that that's it's a bad move bad move yeah put some stars I, I mean, in there market your stars get people excited about it no like like i'm sorry like i saw what i need to see from the yankees and i i was i i fulfilled my curiosity with what the atmosphere was going to be with the white Sox Yankees game. So I don't need to go back next year and and be curious about the atmosphere. I know what it's going to be. It would be really cool. I don't give a shit about the Cubs and the Reds. I'm not going to watch it. 
You already yeah. lost, and I'm one person. You're losing. No one wants to watch a random Cubs-Reds game in a cornfield. I'm sorry. No one does. <laughs> no, yeah, I totally agree with you on that one. They should definitely have put someone, uh, a team more exciting with stars that are more exciting. I mean, like guys like Tatis, like they're right there for you. Like take advantage of them. Get viewership by upselling your your guy who has all the swag in the world and, and Otani as well. Same reason. Like, just put them out there, please. Yeah, it's frustrating. MLB just cannot get anything right, even when they do get something right. And it's just maddeningly frustrating. And, and it, it will stay th- it'll stay that way until Rob Manfred is out. Who who knows? I mean, hell, the, we might not even have baseball next year at this point. So it might not even matter. Um, I just like went black for a second. Did you see that, Taylor? Like my video no, you're, just you're frozen for me right uh, now. So that's great. Now I can't hear you at all. <laughs> okay, there you are. I can hear you now. Ta- still, Taylor is frozen now. Ta- Taylor is gonna <laughs> go. Um, that's really not good. Um, but anyway. <laughs> You are a professional. Um, We are going to end the show before we completely lose everything and all control. Um, (laughs) I do want to mention one last thing that. Oh, now you're gone. All right. Well, (laughs) Bryce wants to mention one more thing. Uh, Made for Philly joins Godzilla Media. Congrats. Oh, technical difficulties. Now he's gone completely. Uh, well, if this is me ending the show, um, congratulations uh, with Made for Philly, Bryce <laughs> joining. He just texted me. Oh, my God. Uh, the connections we go to when we're not uh, live together in studio. But I bet hey, there you are. Hey, <laughs> baby, he's back. Oh, man. Wow. I just held down the fort for a second. I appreciate you, Taylor. I have no idea how that's going to come out, um, but <laughs> wow. Guys, have fun. Um, yeah, guys, have fun with that. Um, I'm sorry for everyone. I, I guess my internet went out. We lost power for a second. So At least it only lasted a second. Um, it, it's weird. It happens all the time here, and I don't understand it. But anywho, I'm back. Um, I was going to close the show, and as you already saw, and I'm, I'm maybe Taylor mentioned it. I'm not sure. I, I have no, I, I have, I have no idea. Um, but I appreciate it. I, I will say it again. Made for Philly has joined Godzilla Media, which was my second. Thank you, thank you. Which is my second uh, podcast. It's strictly Philly sports. So if you're not Welcome Philly sports, aboard. you might not be fully interested. But do please give it a listen as well, because we are, we do make it pretty funny. We do make it a pretty pretty awesome show and we do break down all things philly in the end so for you philly fans out there not sure how many are listening to this show specifically but pass it along i'm just happy that i could bring another second podcast um to godzilla media and i want to thank guys on our show on air for bringing that show on and it's just really cool to see um godzilla media branching out to other markets already I think that's a sign of really good things to come. And that's where I wanted to plug that show. So give it a shout out. It's going to drop on Thursdays on Godzilla Media, um, Spotify, Apple, YouTube. For our listeners, Sports with the Xenity, you know, you know the whole deal, Shebang. Um, 
when it comes to that already. So be on the lookout for that. I just wanted to plug, put in the plug, and I do want to go back to Sports with the Xanity real quick and mention a third sponsor before we head on out of here. We are sponsored by Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs off exit 13N or 13S, depending on which way you're coming in. It doesn't really matter either way. Um, go see our boy Jeremiah up in Saratoga. He has a really cool atmosphere, a bunch of other guys that work with him. They're not going to be happy until you're satisfied with how you look and you are going to look good. They do close face shaves as well. Um, you could book your appointment easily online at savingfacebarbershop.com. You can Google it. Um, really simple. You, you can pick out a time slot. He shows you all the time slots that are available and you go in and you're there 30 minutes, boom, in and out real quick, really cool atmosphere and, and great prices as well. So check out our boy, Jeremiah up in Saratoga Springs. I do apologize once again for having a little <laughs> technical difficulties, but that's podcasting. That's radioing. Um, that's it just happens sometimes, but I appreciate our listeners sticking, uh, sticking with us. Taylor, any, uh, final lasting words before we head on out of here? Um, no, congrats to made for Philly, uh, joining Thank the family. Again. Um, you're doing double duty now on, on Godzilla media. So yeah, we're excited. Uh, if anyone is interested, I think we're doing some type of event next Friday, uh, for, our uh draft yeah we uh, are yeah i was gonna plug that more next week and we'll we'll mention again next week but but we are going to be having holding a live draft i believe with a Mm -hmm. whole bunch of other events i think gaz is putting on quite the spectacle uh, of this show like uh, i don't know Mm -hmm. if there's going to be any specials going on or anything but there will be the main event which is our fantasy football draft for Godzilla media where I'm going to take all your fools money. Um, sure. Sure. No, sure honestly, again. honestly sports with a Z and a T is going to win. I have yeah. full confidence in that Taylor and let's, I are the put past, it that way. Taylor and I are the past two def, um, champions of Gaza's fantasy football leagues. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, speaking of, if you haven't listened to our fantasy football podcast that we released last week, it is not too late to check in on that. Um, you can find that on Spotify, Apple, or YouTube TV, along with all our other episodes that we have ever made if you want to go back to any other episode at any time they're all there for you so make sure to check that out especially as you gear up for your fantasy football season i'd like to thank taylor Lattimore as always for joining me i'd like to thank godzilla media and all our other sponsors for putting us on i am bryce Zelinski for taylor Lattimore. we will catch you next week stay safe out there and enjoy the sports see ya